Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Well, welcome to Rooster and the Devil. I'm coming to you live from Maryland. 7-2 loss to Bayern Munich in the Champions League today. This is Rooster and the Devil. Welcome to Depression once again. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, obviously, I wasn't on uh, the other end of a 7-2 loss today, but, you know, they did. Uh, I did send a stat out to you guys. You know, this is our Manchester United's worst start in the league since the 89-90 season. Or was it 88-89? can't remember. Somewhere in there. Dark times. So... We are just coming off of the Monday game between you and Arsenal. I watched a little bit of my phone, but I've read a lot of feedback that basically said it was a shit game. Did you yeah, watch it? Yeah, I did. It, like, uh, uh, I mean, McTominay's goal was was uh, was nice, um, and then uh, you know, I I thought Aubameyang's goal was fine. Um, I know there's um, a little bit of argument around that about being onside blah 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 blah. um I thought he was fine it was deserved um but yeah there wasn't yeah there wasn't a lot of other like really not really really good chances I know Pogba put one or two just wide uh McTominay actually flew one over on a wide open header in the second half so I I think that we might have had more chances but also you know we're playing at home we should should be able to do that but yeah it, it looked like two teams that you know, had been great for two decades that lost an identity and are just kind of like trying to keep it together. That's, I mean, they looked exactly like, you know, two top 10 teams, not top six teams. Yeah, but in the end, I mean, a tie against a, another top four contender, long run, it might not be so bad, right? Yeah, I guess not. I mean, the, you know, the optics of it are bad, right? We're sitting in 10th place. Um, right now, so, you know, seven games in to sit in 10th place is optically not, like, not that good, but if you look at it, we're really only, you know, a couple points back from being in the top six, obviously way far off of Liverpool. Um, I don't want, I mean, (laughs) I don't want to be doom and gloom, but, like, the reality of it is, you know, if you're being pragmatic, you know, Manchester United's out of, you know, they've been out of the chase of the Premier League title for, two match weeks now um and we're only seven into a 38 game season it's just that's just how you know how tight and how competitive the premier league has become is is like you know you know in theory everybody from match game one is like we're chasing the premier league title cool and then after match week one there's a bunch of teams that drop off that because no one's gonna have a ch- like those teams obviously aren't gonna have a chance if they're gonna win out um, you know, but you know, Man United being in tenth place, seven games in. The the truth of it is, we're not chasing the Premier League title anymore. Now we're talking about top six. Now we're talking about is there a, you know a cup competition that we can challenge in? You know, can we challenge in the Europa League? So those are those are more realistic goals at this point. I think that we have enough talent to get back in the top six, but um, just looking for some consistency and looking for better performances at home and especially on the road where we haven't won since February. So, um, well, it's crazy is you're only three points out of, uh, fourth. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but it's still so early. Like the, the performances don't feel that way. Right. I mean, we've, uh, what's the stat? They've, they've scored something like 18 goals in the last 20 Premier League games. And that's including the four Oh, uh, drubbing of Chelsea, uh, the first week. So, you know we're having trouble scoring goals, and obviously, like uh, you know, I, I think Rashford is Rashford definitely has the talent to be, you know, the guy. Um, but to a point, he wasn't even the striker at the beginning of the season. You know, uh, he was comfortable moving back out to that wing spot and letting Martial be the out and out striker. So, and then it's kind of rotating around, letting it be, you know, a little bit amorphous as far as positioning. 
I think that, like, he... So what else are you missing offensively? Uh, I think consistently Pogba has to be in there every game. He's the creative piece in the midfield. McTominay um, is a good hard worker. He's not a he's not a player that starts on you know a championship team by any means, um, but he's what we got now. But he doesn't bring any creativity at, at all. Um, but you know missing Pogba in there and missing Martial to also pair with Rashford to take some of the focus off off Rashford because. No one is threatened by uh, Andreas Pereira out there at wing. Um, Jesse Lingard is is a very good player. He'll hustle. He's a hard worker. But again, no one's no one's exactly gaming on him the same way they would against Rashford or Martial for that matter. So I think that they need a little bit more of that relief and and maybe a little more creativity. I, I mean, I think that you guys can kind of you know commiserate to some of that with Tottenham where. Um, Offensively, things can get stale because everything eventually runs through Kane. Um, you know, finding a little bit of that different, you know, um, creativity to get some other people involved. That's definitely Man United's biggest issue, and I, I don't have a definite answer other than Pogba is the best player that we have, and we need him there consistently. So, so who do you got for um, Europa League this week? Uh, Alkmaar um, from uh, the no- from the Dutch league. Oh, nice. Yeah, Eredivisie. Yes, 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 yes. That's uh, Josie Altidore's yeah. old. Yeah, him squad. and uh, I can't remember if Aaron Johansson was there. The I think he was the Icelandic board striker that moved over to the United States and had like a. a yeah, Werder. Bre- he was at Bremen for yeah, a did while. Like a Order. short cameo. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean they're a solid, solid club in the Dutch league, and based on you know the players that I think that will play, you know we we might go younger again. It sounds like Pogba is going to be out. He picked up an ankle injury, or like you know just enough to probably keep him out of, of the game on Thursday. Um, so I, I like I actually like I I am all for our cup competitions just straight up bloody youth because I think that there's a bunch of promising young players you know. I've named them before in the past, but you know, obviously the big ones are Greenwood and Chong and Gomes and uh, and Garner and like I would, I would bring in a bunch of those guys. How does Chong play with that head of hair, man? <laughs> if that was me, I would just be like, I can't head the ball. You can't head the ball. With I that feel thing. like you get used to it. Like even from a practical I mean, perspective. I mean, I, I, I spent a couple of years watching Fellaini play with that crazy, uh, uh, crazy hair for a while and. Obviously, uh, Babel, um, our Arsenal friend, um, he's used to it with Guendouzi and uh, now David Luiz. Yeah. So, yeah. David Luiz. So, I mean. Who's now balding. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that the rain made it real uncomfortable on his hairline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say that as a, as a proud, bald man, I can, you know, I can make fun of other people for going bald. But, no, I mean, I, I don't know how he plays with it, but I, I want to see those guys play, like, I want to see. I don't care what the competition is. I want to see them play more and take our knocks and and learn to grow from there because I think there's so much promising talent down there and that's that's kind of what I'm looking for this season. You know, uh, I don't have huge expectations I, other than growth amongst the young players and you know a, a more cohesive vision um, as far as how we're stylistically going to play going forward. Those are the things I'm looking for this season. I, those are my realistic expectations um and that's why i don't you know i don't think that we should fire ollie even though we're having you know uh um optically our worst season in 30 years so how does one find europa league games it's to on watch? bleacher report or bleacher live yeah bleacher report mm-hmm. live it's the they carry both the champions league and uh the europa league so um, it's all there, you know. Pay your two ninety nine a game, or get that monthly pass, or whatever you monthly pass. Whatever for sure. you gotta do, you did it. Brad, welcome. Hey boys, how you doing? Doing good. I'm tired. A lot of hiking tell today. Us, uh, tell us about yeah. your day. How many miles how many? today? Let's hear about Idaho. Yeah, uh, we probably covered about ten miles today. Two different hikes. One in Sandpoint in the morning. It was. Solid, moderate, uh, good views, and beautiful day, like 50 degrees today, crisp, good hiking weather, and then uh, hiked around Coeur d'Alene, uh, Idaho, which was beautiful. The trees are beautiful out here, and it was a great day. What kind of pines were those on the Instagram there? 
Uh, primarily ponderosa pines, right? The largest pine species uh, known. And their beasts, they turn like, like a really rich orange, orangish brownish when they get really tall. Um, a lot of fun. And then larch trees. I found larch trees out here. It's unbelievable. We have tamaracks in Michigan that only get up to uh, 60 uh, feet or so, the American larch. And this is Larix occidentalis, um, much bigger larch tree. It gets up to almost 200 feet. And I saw all these limbs on the ground. Wow. I'm like, these are larch trees. What the, what the hell? And uh, they don't grow out here. And totally different species out west that grows bigger. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, how long, uh, where, where to next? We're in Moscow, Idaho. So University of Idaho and uh, some hiking and then down to McCall and eventually Boise by the end of the week. How many, any, uh, any cool uh, birds or other wildlife that you get to see that you don't normally get to see in Michigan? Uh, Michigan, we get bald eagles, but saw a bald eagle uh, the first day outside of Spokane, which was pretty cool. And then... Um, some hawks today that I didn't really know. I didn't really know what they were, to be honest with you. But yeah, I believe they have Cooper's hawks there. You know, I think you're spot on, man. You're spot on, I think. Well done. Yep. I like raptors. Like a good raptor. <laughs> but sure. uh, so amidst your hiking and everything, you managed to find a bar to watch the game at your hotel room. Uh, yeah. Watch the Champions League game today. I did. I watched almost all of the game. Uh, it, it, we timed it up great. We got on the road down to uh, Coeur d'Alene. It was about an hour drive, and then when we got to Coeur d'Alene, we went to a brewery. So I had it streaming pretty much the whole match. Saw most of the match. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a little rough there for Spurs. It, I tweeted this uh, GIF out GIF of the Simpsons. It's this one episode. Where the like someone's beating an animal with a stick, and the kid is just like, "Stop! Stop! Yeah. For the love of God, he's already dead." <laughs> That's what it felt like. It's a classic. It's a classic gif. Uh, yeah. Here's yeah. The, it was like, rough. I mean, the first half wasn't that rough. I thought the first half was no well played and exciting. Um, it was an excellent game for 55 minutes. It really was. It, it was, the goal right before halftime was just like. Again, typical, typical. Again, we always do this. We just take our foot off the. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. Surge and Danny Rose, too, did not play well. Even in the early going, I thought um, Danny Rose looks slow, misses tackles, chirps a lot. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was devastating. I, Seven two. I uh, not fun. I texted Babel because uh, Gnabry obviously was with Arsenal um, yep. for a couple seasons, and I said I, and I, I texted him. I was like, I was like, four man, how how bad do you feel about letting Gnabry walk? And he was like, and he sent me like a laundry list. I asked for he got he gave me way more than I ever asked for as far as a response like. Every bad decision made over the last five years by Arsenal, but no, he's like that was a big one. Can obviously, we tweet that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sure. I mean, screenshot yeah, that baby for him to get four goals, you know, against Tottenham at Tottenham, and uh, you know, he might not have been a huge part of the Gunners setup for very long, but he did have a North London derby underneath his belt, and uh, just a little extra stick in the side there for him to get four goals today. You see what that little fucker tweeted after the game? Gnabry? Yeah. No, I didn't. Look it up. All I'm right. not going to tell you. Fucker. Hey, good for <laughs> him, anyway. man. He had, a, he had a great game. Yeah, and, of and course. Byron and and you got to root for a young player. Yeah. Byron. Arsenal sold him, so ha-ha, ha-ha there. Like, whatever. Sonny's goal to start the game, I was like, yes! I was in such a good mood all day. I was just like... The champions, and then uh, yeah, so fun. It, the first half was great, so that's what it, what it is. And um, I thought they looked great in the first half. I thought they were hard done, almost to be down, but um, yeah, it's it, it. They still looked. They had still had, and maybe it's because they just went for broke, and that's why they let in seven goals and just kamikaze style. Well, but. You know, I mean, even to like the 80th minute, they're fighting, and then I right. don't know, it's just. But I mean, wide I open from an offensive get... standpoint. But I think it's I, just so leaky yeah. at the back. Yeah, yeah. What's the solution Surge. to that? I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Sanchez uh, lately. I mean, 
Do you guys feel like, you know... He shouldn't play right back. I mean, well... I, I don't think, not, not, at least not, not in Not right back, but, setting. like, is it time that he starts playing more than Vertonghen or Alderweireld? Like, is he... Like, is he is the future, right? Because both those guys are up. Uh, their contracts are, you know, being worked on. But, lo- like, right now, as it stands, they're up. So, I mean, is there something that you guys should be focusing on Sanchez playing more? I, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts about that? I, I love Sanchez as center back. Always have since he came from Ajax. I think he's he's only 21, I think. he's uh, He's got a lot of good time under his belt. I think Vertonghen and Alderweireld are still solid. I think it's the fullbacks, Jim. I think the fullbacks are in shambles. Like, like I love Danny Rose, and I'll defend him against Maiko's hatred. Um, but it's Not more. Hatred. It's more. Okay, so criticism. It's more years gone, years past, right? That I have the love for Danny Rose, where it's it's more of a nostalgic feeling. And I agree, his current form is. I mean, we Sessegnon. We're kind of hoping to get him some time this year. Um, and we don't have anyone else. Ben Davies, uh, what's he going to do for you? Left back. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd rather hum. put Danny Rose out there. Yeah, and Serge, you know, has these horrible mistakes that he makes, has potential going forward. But I think Juan Foyt, Juan. Juan Foyt is supposed to come back and be good. I think the fullbacks are the bigger problem than the center backs. Jan would never go for it, but throw a little Jan on left back and uh, Sanchez in the middle there next to Toby would be. My- Michael, uh, yeah. interesting. Michael, this question is spe- he would never go for it. Michael, this question is specifically for you because I like your your vitriol right now. Who is who is worse uh, in your mind, uh, Danny Rose or Kieran Trippier uh, last year? Great question. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, like <laughs> honestly, honestly. I think I, I I actually appreciated Trip more than the average Spurs fan last year. I like the way he crossed. I mean, I loved him going forward, but he's just so dumb at times that it was hard to like him a lot. And I realize that Danny Rose might be the scapegoat for all of Tottenham's problems, especially on the internet. Um, but. To be fair, it could be worse. He could be starting at left back for Watford right now, and that would be no more pleasant than what he's getting from Tottenham, right? Is that it was Watford that tried to buy him? Is that right? Yeah, there were there was a rumor that he was at the stadium, and it was late. It was late, like deadline day. So who knows? But he was actively looking to leave, though, Jim. To your point, like that's not a a mystery. Um, so. I agree. Coach still trots him out there. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a, it's a problem looking forward though, and you know I think ESPN the horrors have have picked up on that way late. But this contract situation has been brewing for some time with Vertonghen on his last year and Alderweireld and Danny Rose on his way out and no one at right back. I mean, you got to rebuild ahead of you for sure. I don't know what it's yeah. going to look like. Huh. I think Sessegnon is part of that plan um, at left back. I think they see him as something there. Sanchez is probably part of that plan. No, Sanchez is a center back. They're not going to. I know, oh, no, yeah, but he's yeah. part of the yeah. defensive. You're right. You know. is it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, to call it a rebuild, though, is is a stretch for me. Like, it's a reloading. Because the, the cornerstone talent on your team is still going to be there. Like, you're still built around Harry Kane. You're still built around... Um, well, now in Dumbo, uh, Dembele um, is going to be a cornerstone. Like I feel like I feel like you have you have cornerstones there. So like I, I hate I hate the term rebuild. Like the the Detroit Tigers are in a rebuild. There's nobody good on that team. <laughs> like that's a rebuild. Losses, yeah. Um, right. I so that was that was my only my only objection to the headline is. Is it's not a rebuild. It's a it's a it's a retool or a reload, however you want to call it, but um, a freshening up of the squad. And, and I'd I'd rather good squad. I'd rather Jan stay, and Toby go. I don't think Toby does as much out there as Jan. I think Jan is super solid. Yeah, but Toby's to Toby's twenty nine, right? And Toby's pings, dude. He is lord of the pings, deep balls, cross field. I mean, look at Sonny's goal against, uh, was it Palace? 
Mm-hmm. It's a deep ping to Sonny in stride. I mean, I like yeah. Toby's forward play, but I, I'm fine either way. I don't have an opinion either way. So yeah, I, whatever. either way, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Jim. What kind of contract situations do you have that are that are odd? And um, what are you looking for in the January tra- transfer window? So, uh, this, just this past week, Ali came out and said, like, you know, yeah, I'd be, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying we're not looking for a striker in January, and I don't think that's you know an indictment of anyone on the team other than just just depth at this point. Yeah. You know, with they know they with Martial being hurt and um and it's again I. I understand why he doesn't want to, you know, maybe put him in that position, but, like, I would love to see Greenwood play more. It's just not going to happen yet. And he's 17, so I need to pump my own brakes. But, um, so as far as contract-wise, the biggest biggest ones, um, it sounded like they were trying to, you know, reach out to Pogba and ask him if he wanted to renegotiate his contract, trying to get him, you know, maybe we can pay you enough to get you to stay type thing, which I think it was more just, you know, saving face for when he inevitably leaves next year you know oh we tried you know um obviously we just signed was it last week we finally got De Gea to commit um an insane amount I think it's 350,000 pounds a week um is what we're paying him now and and I get it uh it just again when you talk fuck you money well when you talk about business like business (laughs) acumen wise like like a couple of years ago, he didn't want to sign, and there was a bunch of clubs that needed a top-end goalie, and, you know, he had leverage, and and they, they don't get a contract done. And now all of a sudden, like, there's not a lot of teams out there that are looking, like, not the big clubs anyway they are going to pay him. They're looking for a goalie. And and all of a sudden, like, now he signs that contract. For him, that's his great business because there's not a lot of people that are going to give him leverage for that. Man United is just blindly throwing money at stuff again. That pisses me off. Um, but he's still a really, he's still, you know, top 10 goalkeeper in the world. So I'm not, I'm not that upset about it. He's still only 28 years old. So, um, young for a keeper too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, the you're going to see Dean Henderson move on in the off season, but no one, to your point, Michael, no one really big contract wise that I can think of that that's coming up there to worry about. You know, I think you're going to see more older guys move on, um, like Matic, um, those sort of players, uh, Mata just resigned in the off season, but he's a good, he's a great uh, clubhouse guy. You know, I, I'm glad that we have him around. Maybe just not in the field all the time. <laughs> Shout out Juan Mata. If you haven't seen This Is Football on Amazon Prime, uh, it's great. It features him a lot for interviews. Speaking of TV shoutouts, as soon as this uh, recording is done, I will be going upstairs. And on HBO tonight is the premiere of D- the Diego Maradona um, documentary. And if you haven't, just go watch the preview. Maybe we can tweet it out to people. But like, it is, it looks just incredible. So, uh, the I, I I saw an interview with the director. Essentially, they started making this movie back in 1981. So they have all this footage from um, when this uh, film crew was, you know, doing this documentary in real time. The movie just never got made. But this director was able to get all of that footage they shot all the way back in 1981 for all of it. And used it to bring it up, you know, contemporaneously to yeah, today. Man. And so you're gonna, there's going to be some amazing, amazing stuff. And the level of of God that he was in in the football world is, is stuff that you don't hear about in the United States. So as American soccer fans, you, if you want to find out more about who Diego Maradona is outside of being a crazy fuck that does cocaine at soccer games, you should probably watch the documentary. I always come across fight videos of him on Twitter. Like, there's always on-field fight videos that I see <laughs> popping up. I'm like, huh. He is, he is something. I mean, most people probably have watched the, the Hand of God highlight or um, I can't remember who they were playing, but that goal in the World Cup where he dribbled basically from half field and dribbled everybody um, to score. I should know what that is, but for life of me, I don't. Most people see have seen that stuff. The, the rest of the stuff, like... You know, him being at Barcelona, he was the biggest player in the world in the 80s and going to Napoli, of all places, who hadn't won like a league title in, I don't know, 50 or some years or some, something crazy. And to go it there... probably paid him it a was, buttload. Like, it was built... Naples was built as the, the poorest city in Italy at the time. It was, you know, crime-ridden. And for them to get that level of player at that time was crazy. So, 
Huh. Go watch the documentary. Hey. Sean Tyndall. Are you ta- drinking a hams? Dude, it's Taco Tuesday. Hey. I can't you're hear on, you. You're on mute, Tyndall. You're mute. You're muted. How do you unmute it? Dude, it's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Sean, how's it buddy? It's good. How Guess are you? Guess what I had for dinner tonight. What'd you have? Chicken tacos. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. How uh, how's the kiddo? Kiddos. Oh oh, kiddos. My my kiddo is good. She's uh, fifteen months and walking around. It's all crazy. Good. You're actually the third Tyndall to to show up on the podcast after your father. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Good stuff. What G- what about Jimmy. you, Jimmy? Oh, uh, my kids are still alive. They're doing all right. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody everybody's good, happy, and healthy. Thanks for asking. What's it like traveling with your brother? It's good, man. It's been fun. No, it's it's fun a, how it's it's a good time. We're Dude, we're very productive. We're always so, moving. So he <laughs> he said that he streamed the the game today. So were you guys like at like a bar and sitting together, and he was wasn't acknowledging you watching the game on his phone? Partially, yes. <laughs> what was the brewery called? But I I I was driving for part of it. So okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, what brewery was that? I can't think of the name. You guys should get like a travel show, Brothers Tyndall traveling, and you can get sponsored by Patagonia because you guys just live in that shit. <laughs> I was the original Patagonia purchaser. Don't forget that. He's I won't. he's a late. But your brother has adopted it. He's a late adopter. Late adopter. I actually have a couple of Patagonia pieces myself because of both of you probably. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, good stuff. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Yeah, one last question though. Yes. Do you watch soccer ever? I, you know, I've been trying to watch it a little bit. I need to get more into it, but I watch it very rarely when he's watching it. Do you watch other sports? Not often. I mean, I watch a little bit of football, um, golf, but other than that, I don't. Hmm. Have you ever been a sports guy, like growing up? Not as much as the other two. Yeah, yeah. Brad's a crazy man sports guy. He is. Yeah. He is yeah. indeed. So, all right. Cool. Be safe. Nice you. Yeah, good to see you, bud. Yeah, have fun. Bye. Yeah, Sean heard plenty of my uh, profanity today uh, <laughs> in the car as he was driving. There were a couple of F-bombs dropped, and uh, he knew that we were losing. So. The poor dogs in my house when I when we score a goal, they're we have my in laws dog too, but my dog they're just like terrified because I'm just like yeah, like out of nowhere because I'll just be watching, watching all quiet and then like I can't help it I get so excited for goals that I just yell. I am a I'm a sure. silent celebrator like when they score, like I just I just like shake my fist in the air. And my wife's like, something good happened. And I was like, I was like, I'm just, I'm just fighting the beat. I'm just like, just I, do, it up there. I do Harry's celebration. I do too. I jump A up lot. in the house. Yes. I, I launch into the air and do it. I've been, I've been more excited scoring goals in FIFA against Tyndall than I've been watching Manchester United score goals sometimes. Well, you have a unique passion for. Scoring goals against me, and he always does the archer celebration. It's really, really obnoxious. <laughs> it's very, and he did, he'll even That's get down on the ground and do it. His guy does it, his player does it, and then he goes down in front of the TV like an asshole. Yeah, it's you hilarious. go running around really throwing funny. fist pumps when you score. Of You're course. right. That's fair. That's fair. Celebration's part of the whole whole soccer thing. And then there's as I realized I've gotten older. I remember I used to play pickup or not uh, uh, like co-ed soccer with Jess. And people would score after their goals, and I think the American thing is to be like, what the fuck are they celebrating for? But now, if I went back and played and scored, I would definitely celebrate. Like that's, that's part of the game. Absolutely. It's true. It's true. Well, boys. Ugh, that got weird. I got to tell you, I want to yeah. go eat my taco, so I was going to just quick give a one minute, if that's all right with you guys, jam yeah, up the show ahead, a little man. bit. Um, I think there's takes from today on both sides of the coin and I saw the tweet from Gary Lineker saying that Spurs had never given up seven goals in a home competition home ever 
So there is reason for alarm, no doubt. Um, but there are four matches left in the Champions League group cycle and plenty of hope still. And I don't think the sky is falling. Um, so you got to stay positive and still in fine shape in the Premier League as well. Now if we get to December and we're still seeing these results and they get blown out of the group stages, then fine. I'm all for the bitching. But um, trying to preach patience and we'll see what happens. Anyway. Thanks for letting me uh, join with the, the short time frame, boys. Enjoy your yep. vacation, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh, wow, that was... There he, there he goes. He's out of our lives. Yep. Again. <laughs> Goodbye. Man. So... Must be... Uh, I'm not going to say great. Must be so much different being... Uh, single at our age than... Yeah, and traveling. I mean, traveling looks... Wonderful. I, I, but, you know, we always we always say that, but you know, at the same time, he's always like, "Well, I'd love kids." So, I, of I course, know. it is what it of is. Of course, man. We don't have to dwell. We on have that, children. But. He doesn't. That's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, too bad. <laughs> Things will never be the same. <laughs> All right, so we got some weekend games. Uh, we do. I did want yes. to talk about Tottenham some- Southampton because before today, <laughs> yes. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I did. I did watch. Win over. You watched. I did. I did. Uh, it was because you know United played on Monday, so um, that was my Saturday game that I got to watch. I thought, you know, um, I thought it was nice of them to get a win. You know, Um, that was great. It was a great win, especially considering you know, especially red card by Surge in the thirty-first minute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that can derail you, but the 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 team goal that they scored, the second goal, um, you know, after you know Yuris's, uh, you know, mental blunder, Howler. if you will, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, for them to, you know, for the team, like the, all the passing and the build up to, you know, the unselfishness all the way through that, and then the the finish by Harry, I thought it was a great team goal, and then they defended really well. I mean, obviously. Uh, you know, park the bus has a negative connotation, but that's really what they did. Is they they defended smartly the the whole second half was, and held on to that held on to that lead. It was interesting to see them adopt a counterattacking style because it's so unlike how they normally play, and they were very good in counterattack because they have all that space, and they're just they're creative in space. And I think when teams park the bus against us, it's uh, we we struggle to maneuver. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a good game. Good win. Um, Harry Kane with a delicious goal again, and then Tangi and Dembele had a second for the Spurs, and it was a beautiful left-footed strike, it and was. they got a win. So in Premier League, man, we're fine. Everything's no sky is falling in Premier League. It was a good win, and actually between that game and the first forty-five minutes of today's game is the best football they've played all year. So hopefully we're on the up and up. I, I again, I think. I think everything is fine. Um, I think you guys, after two games in the Champions League, and again the the guy who never fact checks me, um, I'm pretty sure you guys were in a worse position, right? After two games last year in the group stage, you guys only had one point. Oh, for or sure. Not even, yeah, like, I yeah. think they only had a point through the first three. Yeah. So it, yeah. I mean, and you guys ended up making it the Champions League final. So maybe everyone just you know fucking pumps the brakes. Honestly, yeah, because Olympiacos lost to Young Boys today. It's all like second place is up for grabs for sure. So yeah, I mean that's all. It's all you needed. Like there's no, um, there's no trophies for winning first place in the group stage, right? It's just um, the the. Uh, I think that optically, obviously, people are frustrated because the Olympiacos, you know came at the midpoint of those struggles in the Premier League too, so it was just kind of like an add-on. And the reality is is, you know, I think that they'll be fine when it comes, you know, when it comes time. Um But I mean, you sprinkle last week's Colchester loss in there. It's just like Well that's what yeah, that's what it was. Keep it was it just together. like just icing icing on the shit cake. Um yep. But yeah, teams teams go through struggles and I think that, you know, I think they're finding their feet. I thought um, you know, I obviously his text came at um, after the first half, but I thought you know the first half was some of the best soccer I've seen Delhi play all season, and so 
the second half maybe, you know, isn't an indicator of that. But, you know, I think that, you know, if you can get him back healthy um, and playing, you know, at a, at a high level, I think that's going to, you know, having him and then Los Celso in the next couple of weeks here was he, when he gets healthy, it just adds more dimension, more depth to that squad and allows you guys to start competing and getting some consistency, right? You know, having guys right. there week in, week out, so. Right. Yeah, so anyway, other results. Uh, Liverpool needed a 70th-minute goal when all them against Sheffield United. <sighs> that was, I mean, it wasn't a goal. It was a gift, um, and it hurts me because Dean Henderson is, is a United player. He's on loan at Sheffield because um, mm. he played. I mean, people are going to remember that goal, but he played so well that whole game. Um, and well, he had to have won nothing against Liverpool. I mean, he did. He, he stood on his head, and he had a... I mean, it was it was a couple minutes after that howler that you know he stopped a one on one breakaway with Salah. Yeah. Um. I mean, Lloris did the same thing in our game. Yeah. He had three like incredible saves in Southampton that first howler. Yep. And so it it sucks that you know, but it you know that's that's what goalie is right. Like you know, when you only face maybe like six shots on target, and the one you let in is you know something that bad. People that's what people remember, but. Yeah, Sheffield United could have came away with a point there. I think they deserved one. I think even, um, like Helder said, I think Klopp even indicated that, you know, Sheffield United might have deserved a point there. But um, that's yeah. the way things go, you know. Yep, yep, and that's why they're Liverpool, 7-0. Shout out Helder. He'll be on next week. Yeah, looking forward to that. And then, all right, so Burnmouth, West Ham, blah. Uh, Aston Villa tied Burnley, which is interesting. But then Chelsea and Brighton, Chelsea 2-0, and Pulisic not in the game again. Interesting situation with him going on. Yeah, I saw that uh, he was quoted as saying he was a little frustrated with uh, the playing time. And I think that the problem is, is you know, Chelsea might have bought him, seen him. And he is a very young player. Like, let's, let's you know, right. preface it right. with that. Um, but they, the reason they, they they paid a bunch of money for him because he is talented and he is promising, but also he's American and they're going to get a bunch of, there's opportunity for a lot of money in that way. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I know Tyndall hates Frank Lampard and, you know, Frank wasn't there when they bought him. So, I mean, to, you know, that's, you know. I almost hope he gets loaned out in the window to like a, it would be cool to see him on a mid-table Premier League squad. No, I, w- I like I would, I mean it. I would be. I know it's not like no Americans wearing this, but I'd love it to see him like in the Championship and playing like week in week out. They play forty six games in a season in the Championship. Like that'd be cool. Just play a bunch of games. Like go to like Leeds United and play with Leeds. Uh, yeah, Marcelo Bielsa. Like go you know, buy him. Yeah, or Fulham. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I would love to see him do that and just get a bunch of game underneath him and. And, Dominate. you know, and sounds like, you know, I mean, Willian is 31, Pedro is 32, 33. So those guys aren't going to be in their way forever. And I know, like, Mason Mount is a hard one because he's playing a bunch and um, Pulisic isn't. And so people are making that comparison. But really it's, you know, Pedro and Willian that are keeping uh, keeping Pulisic off the field right now. So I, I, I do wonder if Pulisic sees some time tomorrow in their Champions League match. Uh, maybe. I mean, Hope so. you know, I, I think, I think he's shown that he is good in European play. Like he played well for Dortmund, um, in in that competition, and um, you would hope to see him, you know, get some game but time there. With the way they're rolling out their lineup, it's unlikely. Right. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. So that's Pulisic update. Palace beat Norwich, who's struggling after the Man City loss a bit. They're kind of. Floating right above relegation zone right now. Oh, so and then the Wolves five losses, right? Yeah. Shows. yeah. The Wolves got their first win. Well, they played Holy Watford, shit. so yeah. There you go. Watford, uh, oof, they're bad. They're bad. What happened? I don't know. Honestly, I I don't like. I, I can't believe they fired their manager and didn't let him get out of it after the season they had last season. Um, the the team hasn't changed much, so it's just it's just who's there performing um and I, I don't know I still think that they're going to come out of it I I 
I believe they're going to have, like, you know, like, West Ham started, what, 0-6 last year, I think, and they ended up, you know, in, like, 12th or something like that. So I think that they can you pull themselves out of it. Win, yeah, you go on a three-win, a three-game win streak at the relegation zone, that's worth so many points. I think yeah. Huddersfield only had, like, I think they only had, like, 14, 15 points at the end of last season. But, but three points means even more down that way. Yeah. I, so... I'm not ready to write them off. Like they're definitely disappointing based on their finish last year, but I still think that there's enough talent there that uh, I think it'd be too much to say that they're the worst team. I don't think that's. I think it's a little hard done for them to say they're the worst team in the Premier League. And Wolves, obviously, their struggles. I you know um, we talked about it last season with you know Burnley, you know overachieving, making the Europa League, and maybe stretching their squad a little thin. You know uh, Wolves is in the same position this year, so. And you know they have but they that, have good players, and and that win like we mentioned earlier, that put them right in the middle of the pack again. So not a lot of points separating everybody. No, I think I think I Wolves think they put them in like eleventh already. I think Wolves will be fine. I think I still think Wolves are top ten team. Um, Thirteen. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, like at the end of this season, I think they'll be a top ten. Right, team. right, right. And I'm I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I. Wolves, I'm not concerned about. Watford, I'm mildly concerned just at the consistency of losses, but it's still so early that uh, I can't say they're a relegation team yet. So the other one's filling out relegation zone right now. Newcastle at 19, Aston Villa at 18. Newcastle so. might be a relegation candidate. Do you Did you watch the Leicester game? You called it before uh, the season started. <laughs> um, well, and I, I watched parts of it. I did watch... Uh, yeah, Leicester looks good again. So, uh, Leicester, Leicester looks like world beaters. Um, I, as a United fan, I feel, I mean, not lucky, but I feel really good about beating them. You know, already this season. Sure. Um, you know they're they're in third place now, right? Uh, oh yeah. After yep. after that win, so boxes. You know they're in they're in good position. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they finished top six. And I. I- Secretly, I'm rooting for them out of other teams, at least. I think that uh, I think that people love like stories like that, but you know, also some you know, uh, some Premier League fans might be like, "Listen, they had their their run, like fuck Leicester," and I wouldn't huh. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. You know, sure. they had their they had their moment in the sun, but they are a really good team. I think they're going to give a lot of good teams trouble this year. So. Are you multitasking and playing FIFA right now? Always. Are you really? Always, yeah. That's incredible that you maintain that uh, level of thought. Well, I, I just noticed the remote right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, that's, right, so that's why I tend to be rambly um, a lot of the time <laughs> when we record these. <laughs> you really do show no emotion with the goal. Because even in FIFA, I'm just like, Yeah! Like I do a little fist pump in, in FIFA. <laughs> no, I uh, uh. even like I played uh, I played soccer on Mondays, and I scored a really good goal for me. I don't score a lot, mostly because I like to play like defense and distribute. Because um, it's, uh-huh. it, it's indoor, so I mean, like when I say defense, I mean you know most yeah. most guys are involved. But anyway, so I like to sit back and distribute. But like I was just dribbling, and no one came up on me, and I I hit like the. Um, you know, I was probably like just inside the line, and no one came on me, and I, I just drilled one like in the corner. Now, like you're, you're right. I didn't celebrate. I didn't even make a note of it because, a, like it's it's drop in. So I play with a bunch of these guys like week in week out for months on end, and so like I I, I like oh, all so these it's guys. It's not like you're on a team in a league. No, no, no. It's you know, it's, See, it's that's it's, how you don't it's, celebrate. It's pickup, right? So. Yeah. And and also to be fair, you know I'm I'm 32 and it's it's an over 30 league, so I'm like one of the youngest guys there, and I'm not trying. That's to... That's why I got to get back into it. I got to get back in my lower 30s because I'm I could still play. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now's the time. Like it's it's yeah. like uh for for me it was like the first time you know when I was like 18, 19, 20, and I started playing in men's league. Um, you're the one of the youngest guys in there. You're you're still in really good shape and. Yeah. yeah, you can run for days. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So Everton, it looked like they played Man City tough. Didn't watch it, but it was 1-1 until the 71st minute. Mahrez goal, and then Sterling scored again 13 minutes later. 
So, Man City continues on. Yes, they are. Uh, they're good, but I mean, they're they're what five points behind Liverpool. Um, I mean, I think Liverpool saw what happened last year. They lost. You know, some they they I think they tied what like eight or nine games last year, and that's really what hurt them. Is you know, um, they only had one loss, but all those ties, and you know, you see them this year understanding, you know, just that little extra push late in games, not settling for those ties because they know what it can cost them at the end of the season. You know, I think that Liverpool's gonna be dangerous. Gonna be, I, I think Man City's gonna be right there chasing them all year. Um, but I, I think, think the prediction the prediction this year has to be Man City wins Champions League, Liverpool wins no, Premier League. No, Man City's not <laughs> going to win the Champions League. Pep Guardiola hasn't won not. the Champions League since what 2011 with Barcelona. I saw that his actual name is Josep mm-hmm. Guardiola. I never knew that. Yeah, Pep's a good nickname. Um, yeah, no, Josep. <laughs> no, man, I City's not going to win. Um. For for everything that Pep creates, as far as creating machine, because he did it like, let's let's I mean let's be, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be reductive, but like he he got to coach like one of the best Barcelona teams in a generation, like the talent on there, and yes, he probably had a huge part in that. I think I'm not trying to understand how good he coaches, but then he moved on to Bayern Munich, um, where again he had an incredibly talented team. Um, Bayern already dominates the German league. Uh, with or without him, but he still couldn't get them over the top in the Champions League, and and you know he's done he's done wonderful things for for City, but it's not like City were in trouble. They won they won the Premier League with uh, um, uh, Pellegrini, you know, um, before was it Pellegrini? Yeah, Pellegrini, and I think like like the Seltzer. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, the no West Ham's coach. Um, yeah, Manuel Pellegrini, he's a West Ham's coach. He, they won with him. I mean, they they'd won before, so it's not like they hadn't won, you know. Uh, I, so he creates these monsters, but he's also had talented teams, and he's also got teams that seem to fall short in the Champions League when it matters. Um, and I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but like Tottenham had no business beating beating Man City in that in that tie. Oh, none at all. But they played out of their fucking minds. And um, I feel like uh, City is going to run, keep running into that. So I don't think City is going to win it this year. Um, I mean, yeah. Today's uh, Champions League. Today, Tottenham-Bayern was Champions League football at its best. It was chaotic. And it got out of hand for Tottenham, obviously. But, like, the style of play is so much different. It's crazy. Absolutely, uh, it's 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 open. It's so free flowing. There's there's so much talent. Like even when you watch Premier League, like we talked about it, um, you know when we watch Premier League versus watching MLS, like you can just physically see like the talent differential. And I think that you know going from the Premier League to the Champions League on some of these like big matchups, you know maybe not with you know Olympiacos or uh, even when you guys play Young Boys, will you see that? But sure. Um, sure. But like when you saw like Bayern today, like that first half, Bayern Tottenham. Yeah, like the talent, like the, just like the touches and and everything else that goes into like um, those sort of matchups. You you don't get those in just you know in a domestic league. Not usually, not unless you know like it's like the top teams. Um, they they were noticeably younger. I thought like I, I was looking at children playing the game for them, and at first I was like, oh, we're better than them, and then all of a sudden. Talent, like well, just so much talent. They, oh, they're incredibly talented, and they, they still have some of the old guard there. You know, like the um, Manuel Neuer, still the the goal goalie. Lewandowski, oh uh, yeah, the, yeah, Lewandowski. You, you were saying he's like he's like Harry Kane in the oh text. the the way the his style of play. He's super underappreciated. Like, uh, um, just from a accomplishment, like goal scoring accomplishment standpoint, and he's and to be fair, he's also older, but like he's he's far ahead of Harry Kane. Um, career-wise, and not to say that Harry won't get there, but like their style of play, right? This like um, just so clinical when, with their finishes, the the creative touches, the the passing when it needs to be. Like, yeah, uh, there's a lot of comparisons I think he can draw there. Um, but I, you know, it wasn't. I don't think he's even that far off now. But like Lewandowski was one of the top strikers in the world 
for a couple of years. Um, not more than Lewandowski. Two, yeah. Oh, uh, he's Polish. Yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah, not that just a couple few, couple years ago. So, um, neat. I I think this uh, these these matchups for tomorrow will be out by the time this podcast is out because I have to go out into work and not telework tomorrow. But Barca, Inter, fun, Lille, Chelsea, Liverpool, Red Red Bull, Salzburg, who had that six two win. Oh, uh, again, first game. again, just just a note, uh, American style here. Um, the Jesse Marsh, um, last that first week one was the first American to coach a team in the Champions League, and they won. And they got that young Norwegian kid who scored, uh, what a hat trick! Yeah, yep. Shout out Jesse Marsh. Yeah. And then um, uh, RB Leipzig, Lyon, Valencia, Ajax is the other one I'm looking at, and then Zen and Benfica. I don't even know who Zen is. Is it Zen? Grab. Is it, oh, is it Grub? Dynamo's a Grub? Yeah, must be. Yeah, so Champions League. Gotta love it. Oh, yes. I, 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 I enjoy watching it immensely, even though United's not in it. Because we're in the Europa League, baby. <laughs> That'll I be. Uh, I hope we play Arsenal in the final. Tottenham at some point, probably. <laughs> no. We'll see. I, it, hopefully not anytime soon. I but. think, like, like I said, it. To when Tyndall was on, it's not a it's not a rebuild. It's a it's a retooling. It's a reload. Right, right, retool. Yeah. All right. So on the weekend we have Tottenham Brighton. They have the seven thirty game, which is nice. I always get to watch the seven thirty game. It's just a thing. The big one that I see on the schedule: Liverpool Leicester at ten. That's a that, fun one. That at, one it's that at one. Liverpool though. That one should be fun. That'll be, you know, um, you know Liverpool coming off that. Uh, mental test, if you will, against Sheffield. And they'll have a Champions League game tomorrow. Well, and there's that. So there's also, you know, like the... Because uh, everyone loves side stories and stuff like that. You know, Brendan Rodgers returning to um, to Liverpool for that game. You know, he was the coach there for a number of years. Um, you know, when they finished in second in, what was it, 2014? He was the last major before uh, Klopp came, so... Um, a little bit of side story there, him coming home, so to speak. Then we got Villa at Norwich, Norwich Carrow Road, which is kind of that's fun. And then West Ham Crystal Palace is the uh, 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 the other a one London, there. A London derby. There's a bunch of them, but that's another, Sunday that's bunch of games. Ars Burnmouth, which is kind of nice. Burnmouth having a pretty good season so far. Um, Wolves, Man City at 9, Southampton, Chelsea at 9, and then you guys play Newcastle, 11.30, hopefully a win. Uh, uh, the way, uh, the way shit's been going, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they make us sweat. <laughs> Where does Fulham play again? Because it's there. You mean Newcastle? Stadium. Oh, Newcastle. Sorry, uh, sorry. St. James Park in, uh, in Newcastle, so it's, uh, uh, quite a... Uh, you know, Manchester is north, but Newcastle's much farther north up by Scotland there. So, um, a northern journey. And then, on f- uh, when's it? International break's coming up soon. I think it's the weekend of the 12th. Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, we have another weekend after this one, and then, shit, we have international break Wednesday again, which kind of stinks, but. I think CONCACAF League of Nations starts, so... <laughs> exactly. I, I'm amazed that. at how little I care about international soccer now that I'm a real soccer fan. <laughs> I mean, it's... I like USMNT, but... I, I will... How about this? Like, I don't care about the the extra stuff. Like, I don't care about friendlies. I don't care about the gold. Not that I don't care. Like, I just... If they lost, they lost in the Gold Cup. Whoop de do to me. This League of Nations. Whoop de do to me. But like, uh, when it comes to qualifying time, uh, you can bet your ass I'll I'll care. Like it's, um, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing that we missed the World Cup last time around. It was embarrassing the way we lost. It's a, um, we're in a gimme division of the world for for World Cup qualifying. So we really are, and. And it drives me nuts 
it drives me nuts how much like you know promising talent we have and not being able to focus it. So yes, I'm I am uh, I'm not looking forward to the League of Nations, whatever the fuck they're calling it, but um, I I do <laughs> care. All right. Um. So any rants? Um. I am. You know. I I think that you know. Obviously, it was nice that you guys got a win. You know, we tie against Arsenal, which isn't the end of the world. We're at home, and and it wasn't a good game. I, I We're in the worst position we've been in since, you know, the 88-89 season. Um, mind you, that season, um, the season before that, meaning I finished in 11th place. <laughs> Dropping my controller. Dropped your controller on, there? Yeah. Uh, Man United finished in 11th place, and it was Sir Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson's second season. They finished second this season before, and then they finished in 11th, and then they started off terribly. Um, there was a, an FA Cup replay against Crystal Palace that they said they ended up winning that you know kind of saved his job. Um, he was seven seasons in before he ever won the league. Um, you know, it there's a there's a point that you have to understand and he went on to win 13 of them uh with a host of other trophies and got knighted along the way um so there's a there's Sir. a yeah there's a there's a there's a point where where maybe everyone like not just main United fans but soccer fans sports fans in general should maybe just pump the brakes sometimes on like on reacting and living and dying on every single game. Um, I think that, you know, patience is important. I think, you know, being realistic about expectations based on the squad that you have built, not the the capability of the squad just because they have a bunch of money. You know, you, you know, you can't just buy good players and have it happen. Um, you know, there has to be a structure formed. So everybody... Sports fans, soccer fans, Man United fans, Tottenham fans, take a fucking chill pill. Because, it, I mean, at the end of the day, like, shit's going to be just fine. Um, yeah, just relax. I'm kumbaya, kumbaya along with me and Tyndall. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. You know, that leads into my rant. And, I mean... I'm a I'm a little annoyed because I'm not that influenced by the internet. Tyndall, I'm allowed to vent about a loss seven two to Bayern at home in the Champions League. Like, that's bad. It's bad. Um, and I realize long term Tottenham Hotspur are fine, and it takes a while to settle. And look at Lucas Mora. We got him in the January transfer window, and I don't think he really started coming on to like late spring. So, like you said, patience with Pochettino now that he has new new players on the squad, and yeah, you should never. I, I'm amazed by the poach out movement. It's fast moving and stupid. It's so <laughs> it's it's so reactionary. Yeah, yeah, um, and. I'm saying that as somebody who, like, going into last season, like I said, that Mourinho would be uh, um, fired by Christmas, and I wasn't wrong, but that, that was, like, a different feel, right? Like It's way different feel. He built the team up for years to what they yeah. are. Like, he deserves yeah. years to figure this out. As far as rational people should be concerned, you'd think. Sports but, fans aren't rational. I mean, that's why, you know, fan, fan is short for fanatic, right? I mean, it's... Yeah. But it's our responsibility as, you know, important uh soccer journal platformists. Yeah, yeah. Uh I was gonna go I was gonna really overstep and say as soccer journalists, Mike. Um no, I'm just kidding. Uh you know I, I Can I be a journalist if my hands are literally on my balls right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm pretty sure that's how ESPN reports, so um sure. You no, were, they you, report, but they they are on Tottenham's ass right now. It's they really are. It's it's been it's been crazy. I don't click, but I like the headlines. I'm always just like, what the? Hey, fuck welcome. Uh, hey, success breeds media coverage. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I enjoy you guys being able to commiserate with me on some of the, the ridiculous reactionary covers that that comes with being successful, so. Yep. Welcome. Bye. Alright, Southampton 2-1 to one, And we only had 10 men Cause Aurier can't control his body Two yellow cards within four minutes Use your fucking head man